Welcome back to Cloud Magazine podcast series, The Pod Clouds. For today we have a shorter show. A few months ago we had a chat over Skype with Cyborg Neil Harbison. Neil is the first official cyborg in the world, and actually in his passport his identity shows a cyborg. He was born with a chromatopsia, which is a rare condition of color blindness that makes him see the wall in grayscale. Neil became a cyborg more than 10 years ago when he implanted an antenna in his skull that allows him to hear colors, so giving him a new sense. So how does this antenna work? It puts color into a continuous electronic beep, and it can do that exploiting the fact that both light and sound are made up of waves of different frequencies. Neil also has a chip at the back of the head that does the computations and a pressure pad that, that vibrates and transmits the color-related sound to his ears. Harbison is not only a cyborg but an artist cyborg and his art is focused on creating music and portraits using his new sense. For example, in his Sonic Portrait series, he creates impressions of people's faces by listening to their colors. Part of our conversation articulated around a shaded view of Fashion Film Festival, which is directed by Diane Pernet. This edition revolves around wearable technologies, but it has also expanded to other disciplines like body extension, hyperfashion, body hacking and many others. Apart from his artistic work, Neil Harbison has been involved in other different projects. In 2010, he co-founded the Cyborg Foundation together with cyborg choreographer Moon Rivas. This organization's goal is to give people the tools and the information to become an enhanced human being. More recently, in 2016, Harbison and Rivas launched Cyborg Nest alongside Libby Babbitt and Scott Cohen. In Neil's words, Cyborg Nest is a company that offers senses for people, so people can extend their senses by applying or incorporating new sensory organs in their body. At the moment, Cyborg Nest has one commercially available sensorial enhancement, which is a little patch that can be stuck to your chest and vibrates when you face north, and thus giving you a north sense. Besides, although many people are experimenting to modify their bodies using technology for medical or experimental purposes, cyborg nests are more interested in creating and extending human senses. These aims sort of align with transhumanist beliefs. Transhumanism is a movement that dates back to the 50s and which aims to transform the human condition by developing and producing widely available technology that would enhance human capacities at several different levels, either intellectual, physical or psychological. But if you think about it, so many of us are already enhanced by technology, whether it is by electromagnetic identification chips, cybernetic prosthetics, having a pacemaker, or even by simply wearing glasses or contact lenses. Along this spectrum, where should the fine line between humans and cyborgs be drawn? I think we're going to find out in the very near future. In the meantime, let's hear what Neil had to say to us. So like well for for those who are not familiar with your work as a as a cyborg artist could you tell us a little bit about the intellectual process behind cyborgness Cyborgness is one thing and being a cyborg artist is an, is two mm-hmm. different things so mm-hmm. to me being a cyborg artist is the creation of your own senses the creation of your own body parts and the design of your perception of reality so in my case my biggest artwork is the creation of a new sense for color and the creation of the antenna so it's a new body part as well and it's designing how you want to perceive reality that is part of this process so i think that's what defines mm-hmm. cyborg art the issue with cyborg art is that it happens inside the artist so uh then 
cyborg art has two parts one that happens inside the artist and the second part is creating external artworks with the new senses um so external artworks like in my case it's painting what i hear or um composing music with color so the mm -hmm. color concert so it's externalizing or revealing revealing the experience of the new sense to an audience with external artwork and then cyborg nest is a company that is actually offering senses for people and so if someone wants to have a new sense um they can contact cyborg nest and then we we will either create the sense and then offer it to other people as well so that people can extend their senses by applying or in incorporating new sensory organs in their body but like um so you like and someone will like to say no, approach and, and and create something specifically for for these people but also you you you're gonna keep that as like something that you would you would offer to other people as well yes or, exactly. okay so it's not ex exclusive oh. For one person, okay. No, so mm -hmm. Cyborg Nest is now offering, for example, the North Sense. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it can uh, be implanted in the middle of your body, and then whenever you face North, you feel a small vibration. So if you have this for several months or years, it should become a new sense, mm -hmm. integrated like any other senses, mm -hmm. and it would give you a sense of orientation, for example. Okay. The fashion, the, the fashion Film Festival will launch this year uh, the world's first wearable technology in fashion film competition. And we think on that this competition we are a game changer with, within the world of, of the humanistic uh, intelligence-inspired uh, in, in art based in wearable technology by, by communicating the real potentials of wearable technology to the world through, through film. So what do you think, um, what impact do you think the festival is going to have on, on the future of wearable technologies? This is like making like a broader um, audience um, aware of, of this kind of uh, technology. Um, gosh, I, it's difficult because <laughs> I'm, I'm always based in post-wearable, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm more interested in... in in technology in the body, not mm -hmm. in the clothes. Yeah. That's uh, that's what I was always aiming at. Like mm -hmm. in 2003, my aim was not to create wearable mm -hmm. technology. My aim was to create the new body part. And mm -hmm. that's always been um, a very conviction about um, not wearing it, be being mm -hmm. technology. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I don't know, I guess... I think I see wearable technology as a, a necessary transition for our species to become technology because mm -hmm. we are in a moment in history where we will slowly merge biologically with technology. Mm -hmm. So by wearing technology, our species will start getting used to the connection between us and technology more biologically because mm -hmm. wearing technology can be seen as a as a skin, so skin is a body part, mm -hmm. so if we start seeing technology as a new layer mm -hmm. of our bodies, I think that will be good, because then it will uh, be a transition to actually merging biologically, which is much, um, it might be much more profound, and it might, it might be much, well, more permanent as well, mm -hmm. but also I think it will create profound changes to the, to the way we perceive reality.
But how do you think is like is, it, is this an mm. interactive or wearable technology is changing or affects affecting a human's behavior at the moment? Um, well, I think there's different branches of of technology. One is technology as an output and technology as an input. It's different in, in um, for example, you can have technology that uh, sends information from the body or from the person to a computer and then there's other technology that actually gives information to the body like in my case the antenna is an input because it's giving me colors into sound then there's but there's other types of technology that maybe uh, tell a machine what your heart rate is or that's an output because it goes from the body to the machine so that's two different branches I think mm -hmm. of, of technology um, that are have very different consequences. If you use technology as an output, uh, you, your body doesn't really get any feedback, um, so it doesn't affect the brain. But if you use technology as an input, then it does have a it can have a strong consequence in the way your brain perceives reality. So I think that's mm -hmm. that's a two different things. And then there's a third one, which would be technology for medical reasons, which is a completely different area, but that's um, mm -hmm. that's uh, also a lot of people who are actually using or wearing or are technology because of medical reasons, so they're not voluntarily uh, doing it. So that's also a completely different area, but they also exist and, and uh, it's a third mm -hmm. branch again. Yeah. How do you imagine the the future of the the human species? Like you said, you kind of said yeah. it be, be, before, before a little bit, but um, like maybe like a, even like a step beyond, like more like more more near future, in which like well, you said like well, in this near future maybe like uh, humans are becoming more interactive with technology, but then in the farther future. Yeah, I think in the twenties and thirties we'll start seeing. <laughs> Uh, people with new senses and new body parts, so we'll start uh, losing the fear of merging uh, biologically with cybernetics. Now, currently, humans are psychologically united to cybernetics, mm -hmm. so we are all um, psychological cyborgs. In the 20s and 30s, many, many people will become biological cyborgs, and then after that, in the, in the late of this century will stop using cybernetics and will start using um, our, like we'll have DNA 3D printers mm -hmm. that will allow mm -hmm. us to 3D print new body parts um, and we'll be able to actually have organic um, sensory organs mm -hmm. new ones also we'll be able to modify ourselves genetically so genetically modifying ourselves so that we can have new senses so instead of using chips and cybernetics and, and um, metal and all this and wires mm -hmm. will start using uh, our own DNA and it will be 100% organic. So mm -hmm. that's post-cyborgism where we'll be uh, 3D printing uh, our, our, our um, new body parts mm -hmm. and also we'll be genetically modifying our senses. What's, what's the thing you couldn't live without? Live without? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oxygen? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, let me think. Like, um, is it more philosophical? Oh, no, so, no. So, um, as you see it, yeah, yeah. No, no, it doesn't. It's not a, 
um, a trick question. <laughs> yeah, so when you become a cyborg, there's two types of possible rejections. One might be that the brain might not accept the new sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so you need some time of adaptation for the brain to accept the new sense. And then there's the second type of rejection, which might be body rejection of the body part. So your body might reject mm -hmm. the material mm -hmm. of the of that is in your body. So there's two possible rejections. But with um, adapting to the new sense, each person will need its own time of adaptation. There's no um, uh, standard because mm -hmm. each brain is unique. Mm -hmm. So it, each brain will react differently. And in my case, it took five weeks for the headaches to go away and then five months to really mm -hmm. feel that my brain had accepted the new sense. Mm -hmm. So in my case, in total, it was five months. Yeah, like some, mm -hmm. something, I, I guess it's something you cannot imagine. But it, mm -hmm. did you f feel like having, I don't know, s s s not somebody else, but like something like, like, I don't know, like your personality was yes. affected? Yes, it was a change of identity, mm -hmm. of identifying mm -hmm. myself and a change of reality because everything was new. So mm -hmm. when yeah. you add the new sense, the reality is suddenly new. So, uh -huh. for example, this room you are in now, if you suddenly add um, ultraviolet perception, this room will suddenly be different. So, yeah. what seemed normal suddenly became new. So, it's a new way of, of exploring. Mm -hmm. Instead of going to new countries or new planets, <laughs> if you add a new sense, the reality yeah. you already knew becomes new. So, mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's very... It's, it's very exciting, actually. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show today. Until next time.